This is Ashley Kelsch, and you're listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 64. Welcome to Modern Renegades Podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are for you. Hey, renegades. I have not been sure how to start or record this week's episode. For those of you that are in Texas, you know that we just experienced what was quite a traumatic event last week. For those of you who don't live in the area or didn't hear because the media is what it is and never quite delivers the reality of what is going on from the ground up, we had a snowstorm turn. Well, it was a snowstorm combined with very low temperature digits. I can't talk right now. We'd never seen such cold weather, literally. Like, I guess it'd been 50 years since it'd been that cold here. But in any other state, snow and ice and single digit weather would not be a problem, be no big thing. But in Texas, we are literally not set up for that kind of weather, meaning our infrastructure, which is something that we all say here. Like, oh, we don't have the infrastructure for snow days. <laughs> you can't drive on the roads like that here. We don't, they're not built for it. They don't know how to handle snow and ice. The Texans driving on it don't know how to drive in this weather, blah, blah, blah. It's just something I feel like we've always said. But to actually live it, I don't think it even occurred to me that on a statewide level, we literally don't have the infrastructure to even keep the power and heat on or the ability to prevent pipes from freezing and bursting. Imagine, if you will, a total modern city, typically bustling with hundreds of thousands of people, frozen over and in the dark. I mean, when I wrote my newsletter last week after making it home, I had power, but I was still under a boil water restriction. I wrote it during a day that was 70 degrees and sunny, and there were no signs that we had even seen cold weather here. I'd written in my newsletter, What started out as a beautiful white winterland, slight comedic disbelief watching cars and people try to navigate the roads and sidewalks, walking in the snow to the Capitol and watching my child capture this moment in time, quickly turned into a powerless, waterless, freezing disaster that none of us Texans were prepared for. The entire experience felt reminiscent and familiar to last year's news about COVID and the pandemic. We were told it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Then we were told they didn't know when we would have power back on. Then our government officials were blaming and lying. And then everything came back on like nothing happened. If you live in Texas and you didn't know we were powered by our own grid, you definitely do now. It's been shocking, sad, and very traumatic on top of an already very traumatic year you would think life would not do things like natural disasters, the death of pets, and heartache when you're already living in a pandemic. But life doesn't work that way. If anything, this is how life works. You live long enough and you are bound to believe it can and will happen to me. Saying it is new for me and I'm still not on the rooftop shouting it like I believe it to the core, but I have been quite humbled. It can and it will happen to me. I literally always think like, oh, that's not going to happen to me or to us. Our city lose power. What? It's 2021. That's not going to happen. 
Talk about surreal. Seeing people walking the streets with bags, trying to get food or shelter, our unhomed urgently being picked up by buses to be taken to convention centers and hotels, which ran out of space, lines around markets whose shelves were completely bare, people burning their furniture to stay warm, family and friends huddled up together sharing their food. People did not know what to do, and the city clearly didn't know what to do. But I'll also tell you this. The minute the people of the city were able to get into their frozen shut cars, they hit the road fucking running. It's an incredible thing to witness community support, mutual aid, citizens getting involved to help those who need it. It's inspiring, encouraging, and heartwarming. It's an understatement. I wish that some of these people would run for office or get on our city council. They have the required get shit done attitude. What's interesting is that not all people are capable of this sort of effort. And I think in society, we as a whole tend to forget that. I also think that most of us aren't aware of this other fact. And it might seem like, sure, okay, yeah, mm, that makes sense. But what's really the big deal? But there is this fact that not all people process trauma the same way. Several people could share an experience, for example, the Holocaust or being a victim to rape, but each of those people will process that trauma differently. Some will be able to heal and move on in a way that they're not affected by it daily, whereas others will relive it every day and be in a constant state of trauma. Those may seem like extreme examples, but I also want to remind you that the brain doesn't translate or qualify what is a traumatic event or if one thing is worse than the other. So natural disasters, fight with your best friend or partner, quarantine, job losses, pandemics, death, anything on that list, none of it, according to each individual brain, is worse or less than. Each person's brain interprets events differently. What's traumatic for some might not be for others. It is an individual experience. We know that when the brain experiences a trauma, things take a right-angle turn. A new neural pathway and way of being is developed. And again, this varies per the individual as well. Not every individual will fall into a traumatic state from these events, but it is likely that they are operating from a primitive or survival reactive state, meaning fight, flight, or freeze. The reason I'm mentioning this is because I've talked to and heard from so many people this last week, and with the exception of few, most of you are stunned, but you're not sure why. You think you should feel differently than you do. You've shared that you feel guilty, judged, embarrassed, shame, fear, shock. I would not hesitate to pause and feel into these feelings, my friends. Those and any others that are coming up, they are all warranted. I've spent this last week taking note of how I responded to this crisis emotionally, physically, and spiritually. I should maybe say how I reacted. Upon first reflection, I was disappointed with myself. How could you have not journaled each day, taken time to meditate, laughed more, made love, enjoyed being off the grid, read? It was like I shut down and forgot all about my self-care. All I could do each day was check in with my family, make them food, cook for my friends, and sit. Thankfully, my lover saw that I was riddled with anxiety and insisted I follow a guided meditation, and that shifted things for me dramatically. Our brains were experiencing a chemical release of all the stress hormones, daily drips of cortisol, adrenaline. Our sympathetic nervous system was in full activation, and this renegades is a real buzzkill. Literally, 
It blocks you from all your feel-good juices. I've mentioned before a quote the Navy SEALs train by, under pressure, you don't rise to the occasion. You sink to your level of training. It turns out this quote was taken from a Greek poet named, bear with me, Archilochus? <laughs> Obviously, I'm not very familiar with him. But he originally had said, we don't rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. This is why I refer to myself and we, the renegades, as baby seals. No doubt about it, but hot damn, it's humbling when the real thing happens. Last week, I talked about how hard many of us train for marathons or continue to, or within our yoga practice, competing in athletic events and polar bear plunges to show us what we are capable of, a very real and challenging time. That type of training showed us that we have grit, capability, discipline, that we could acquire the skills to overcome the obstacles in front of us. What I want to offer is that we renegades master the art of breathing. It is the only way to regulate your nervous system, which is required when in crisis. From a place of breath, we can examine our thoughts and discern from there. We zoom out and with an eagle's eye, we observe how we showed up. How did we perform? Where did we thrive versus survive? This isn't from a place of judgment, but compassionate curiosity. You might be asking why this matters. It's over. Well, this isn't going to be our last crisis, my friends. We want foresight and we need to process and heal. So like every week, we want to inquire, seek, and reveal. See the thoughts you had. Notice the sensations in your body. How were you acting with yourself and others around you? What was your internal experience during this time of crisis? Put it on paper. To get your body and mind back on track, I want to offer you meditate rest, take naps, have orgasms, dance, work out. We want to start raising the beta endorphins, serotonin, and dopamine levels in our brains and bodies. And then also, I've heard from some of you that sex wasn't top of mind. I experienced this as well. And as a, what I would call or refer to a highly sexual being, I found this to be quite intriguing. So next week, I'm going to talk about sex, stress, and why times of crisis may lead you to feel zero desire to get it on. You know, I feel a little tested. I deliberately decided that 2021 would be the year we started finding turn-on in everyday life. How the fuck can we live an erotic life in these unprecedented times? <laughs> Find pleasure when shit is going sideways. These are the deep questions that I'll be exploring. Until next week, renegades, think and stay sexy. Hey, Renegades, if you're finding the tools and concepts I'm sharing each week about your brain on dating, you won't want to miss out on working with me one-on-one. I've just launched my program, Wake Up Before Another Breakup, and in just eight weeks, you won't question if you can trust yourself to date or why you can't find the one. Head on over to modernrenegades.com forward slash programs to learn more about it and how you can work with me. Let's learn how to lose ourselves in the moment, not the man.